love friends. I'm Emma. And I'm Morgan. And we're your hosts of Tea and a Good Book. So grab a cup of tea and join our little book club. Today we are starting Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo. So far we've read um, from the beginning to the end of chapter nine. And here's your spoiler warning for the rest of this podcast. We are talking about the second book in the Shadow and Bone series. So if you haven't read the first book, Go check it out and also listen to our previous episodes about them, which are going to be episodes three to episode six. So before we get started, Morgan, what are you drinking tonight? You guys are going to be so surprised. I'm not drinking tea again. Wow. Wow. It's a matcha (laughs) smoothie with boba. What about you, Emma? I'm drinking a classic milk tea with boba because I actually drink tea. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. (sighs) It's really good to be back. It's really good to be back on a great series. I love with the a great Gre- author. I love the Grishaverse so much. Uh, to be reading a good book. <laughs> um, yeah. So, where should we start? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can start with Mal. I okay. We if you if you listen to our previous podcast, you'll know. I love Mal so much. <laughs> she loves Mal. She loves yeah, Mal. I love Mal. And I, like, okay, so on page 11, there's an amazing Mal moment of just Mal being Mal. And I have two really long post-it notes filled entirely with words and a little post-it note. It's off. like the entire page. <laughs> the entire page is filled with notes. Um, there's more text on your notebook. On your post-it notes than there is on the page yeah yeah (laughs) and like it's not a bad thing (laughs) no it literally like only like one or two of them aren't about mal in this i just i love mal um that being said actually going towards the end of what we read insecurity is not a good look on him. No. I did not like Insecure Mal. I was yeah. kind of shocked. I was like, him being all like butthurt about, I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like Insecure Mal, but it, you know what? It does give him a little bit more dimension. It does. And it gives him a little bit more personality than just being tough brood that Elena is definitely in love with. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did love the scene of um Nikolai proposing to Alina in front of Mal. <laughs> so can I tell you my controversial opinion? Yes. I <laughs> I like Nikolai and Alina. I like the two of them together. That's I love fair. the idea. Honestly, I mean also from a log- like from a logical lo- logical standpoint, God I can't speak. Um, it would make sense for her to marry him just yeah. in the long run. I feel like if if Mal hadn't been angered beforehand, he probably could have seen the logic in what he yeah. was saying. Also, if Nikolai hadn't been all like, oh, 
but also she'll need to have my children. I, I was like, loved that. I loved that. Oh my god, that is such a good part. Oh. I I also love that. Oh my god, I loved that part <laughs> so freaking much. I died on the spot. I was like, oh, you. <laughs> I know you're emotional, but this is a podcast. You probably shouldn't cover your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really want to say. I, I really, yeah, no, I know what you're gonna say. No, <laughs> I, I, I actually genuinely have a note in here that it was earlier in their conversation when he's being kind of flirty. I was like, you know, I kind of like it. <laughs> I, I kind of like him flirting. It's not. I prefer her with Mal, but he's a fun character. If he's a really, really fun character, he is. But I mean, if. Alina, we're gonna leave Mal for anyone. I want it to be Tamar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. See, I want her to leave Mal for Tamar, but then I'm like, but that's my girlfriend, so... <laughs> that's valid. I, I'm in love with three characters in the Shadow and Bone so, series. <laughs> I'm saying, like, Tamar is to you what Mal is to me, where you're like, that's mine, but also... I won't be too mad if you take it. <laughs> no, I will be mad. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, can we talk about how Lee Bardugo has written out my type three different times? Mm-hmm. The Darkling, Tamar, and now Nikolai. Which is funny because they're all very different characters. Yes, but I'm into all of them. Yes. <laughs> I think they're all hot and I love it. Um... Yeah, I think Nikolai, I can now see, because, like, obviously, I, I was a part of the sh- uh, Six of Crows um, fandom, if you haven't listened to our other book uh, podcasts. I do talk about um, Six of Crows quite frequently during those. And um, so, because of that, like, obviously, a lot of people have read both series. And Nikolai is brought up a lot. And I just, like, I didn't know who he was because he's not in the first book for Six of Crows and he's also not in the first book for Shadow and Bone. So I was like, why is everybody obsessed with him? And now I get it. (laughs) Now I really get it. Because I am also obsessed with him. (laughs) Valid. I did want to touch on, I have a couple notes on this, actually. Um, Back before he... um, before he, we find out he's Nikolai when he's being referred to as Sturmhand. Um, I, <laughs> there were, there were a lot of moments I noticed were very much a, um, reflection between him and, like, the Darkling. Like, in the battle scene, the Darkling is unfazed when his number two person, Ivan, is just killed yeah. in the middle of battle. Whereas, um, Sturmhand, I think, I know the note is around here, but I can't find it. It's, I, I, he knows exactly how many people they lost, and I even made a note, I'm like, I bet if you asked him, he would list off every single one of their names. Oh, yeah. Because he knows them and cares about them. And then also, like, I think they even say it in the book where they talk about how the Darkling, um, he gets people to follow him with using fear, whereas, um... Sturmhan does it with respect. Yeah, Yeah. I remember that line, and I remember that being, like, Wow, yeah, no, they're totally right, because, it, like, Sturmhand uh, is, or Sturm, Stormhound, as it's eventually 
It's like, like Stormhound, but it it's not at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, but um, I did love that he, and also the fact, the wild difference between both crews and how like the Darklings are like super in line, don't like they don't have any emotion essentially, but with Sturmhans, like his crew is loud and energetic and they're happy to be like working with him and under him. Yeah. And whereas the other one's just like, well it's better than they're all like, well it's better than dying. Yeah. <laughs> Example A, Genya. <laughs> yeah, I okay. I really wasn't expecting her to be like I knew I like I know how she was at the end of the last book, where she yeah. was very much working for the Darkling. But I was not expecting... I was expecting it to more be like, hey, look, I her, she's like, I don't have a choice. Where it's like, mm, she's choosing. She's... I do kind of see how she doesn't have a choice, though. I Yeah. In a way, because it's... Well, it's almost... Her and Alina's two paths are almost very similar, but they're both choosing... Like, they're both... They both have been pretty much parallel, and, like, they got their freedom, but one chose to keep their freedom with the Darkling, while the other one chose to keep their freedom, like, and leave the Darkling. Yeah. So, I have a, I have a feeling that throughout the rest of this series, we're probably gonna see what would have happened to Alina had she chosen to stay with the Darkling. Yeah. And we'll be able to see it through Genya. Maybe not so much as, like, not as crazy as it would have been should had um, Alina stayed with the Darkling. But we'll definitely be able to see some of the more decisive things about why we don't like the Darkling, even though he's really hot, especially in the show. Ben Barnes, I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know I have a note in the beginning when, like, they get um, captured and brought in the hotel room, and just the description of him sitting in the chair, I'm like, Morgan's gonna like this. Oh, I enjoyed- I was so happy that we got, like, a glimpse of him so early on. <laughs> I love just, the Darkling. He's very- his presentation in general is always just very calculated. He- I, I know in- I don't remember where at all in my notes, because I'll take a picture and post on our Instagram story- of how many notes I have in this you book. You have so many notes. I'll try to count them for um, for the Instagram. But anyways. It's probably I as know. many as I wrote for the last half of these witches don't burn. Probably. But <laughs> um, he's very lawful evil. Oh, absolutely. Very lawful evil. And I really want him to have, like... I know you haven't watched... Um, the last airbender cartoon no but i want him to have an azula level mental breakdown and just absolutely go chaotic evil feral kind of in like the like i'm thinking like that's more of a third book thing that'll probably be a third book thing i i am so down i'm so ready for him to like absolutely lose his mind because i feel like he's so calculated and like something is gonna click and i feel like it's just gonna be like like i I'm ready for it. I feel like if you want that, then you'll definitely enjoy Red Queen. I'm excited. <laughs> because Red Queen definitely has that. I love it. Um, <laughs> that was, Red Queen was a ride. Anyways, yeah, I just, and I love, I do, I will have to say, I did kind of like the betrayal that um, Nikolai kind of did, where he's all like, 
I'm going to take you to my client. The client was him. I so called it. Okay, I had a note <laughs> where like, he, cause he kept saying my client. I'm like, I'm like, watch him be the client. And like, I'm like, watch. It's gonna be, he'll be like, surprise, it's me. I stole you. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was right. Also, we still don't know who the tailor was that changed his face. That's, I, part of me feels like he, because they didn't say that. And it was, although they did say, um, Toilet was like, oh, I'm not a tailor. And he got really offended. Because so, Toyla, where was it? Because uh, she said, oh, you have a tailor. And he goes, I am not a tailor. See, I figured because she was staring at his face and saying something was wrong, that it's going to turn out that he'll be like, no, I'm just really good with prosthetics. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> that would have been so funny. See, I was really expecting it to be like prosthetic nose things were in like makeup so that he literally just like put stuff on his face. Also, can we talk about how beautiful it was when uh, Alina punched him? That was so funny. You see, I was not expecting Mal's reaction in that. I thought he was going to be, like, super into it. Yeah, and then he's surprised, too. I think he's more upset that, like, it put her at risk, and she's not being careful with herself. But, like, I was really expecting him to be like, be like, dang, look at my girlfriend go. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I'm also just kind of, like, partially surprised at I mean maybe it's just because we kind of called it and we knew that he was going to be Nikolai yeah but part of me is like are they really that offended that they've just been with a prince like this entire time I feel like okay it's I feel like it was more residual he they thought they were going to the other town and he's like nope just kidding that's not where we're going yeah and being like no where are you taking us and like just feeling very manipulated throughout that whole scene yeah you bring up a good point yeah it's probably more like if it was just that information being revealed it'd be like more like oh that's weird but we can go and so it's literally everything they've been told in the past like several weeks was false yeah and even though she said she wasn't going to, you could tell she's starting to, like, open up and trust these people. Yeah. And even though they didn't do anything inherently bad, <laughs> I'm it also brings up, yeah. Totally off topic, but I'm also kind of surprised that she didn't tell Mal about what happened in the fold. I'm not that surprised. She's not good at sharing her feelings. I just, well, because <laughs> the thing about the Darkling, and I'm surprised that she didn't, and I feel like that could really lead... To some not great things with Mal and Alina's yeah. relationship. Yeah, I think, I feel like she's gonna open up to someone who is, like, a Grisha, like, someone like Tamar or something like that, where it'll be like, oh, this is what I saw, who, like, someone who she feels like can at least somewhat understand. I feel like Sturmha- or Nikolai is gonna pry it out of her. I, feel I can like, see that. I feel like that's gonna happen. Ooh, and that's and gonna cause Mal a really be, big rift. Because he'll mention it very casually in front of Mal. Yeah. And then Mal will be like, what? Like, he'll, <laughs> what he'll probably do, what I hope he does at least, I hope that he just, like, casually mentions it. Just kind of like, he doesn't even realize that Mal doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He'll probably just, it'll be like the three of them in a room, like, trying to discuss, like, what they're gonna do next. And then he'll say it, and then they're all gonna be like, I'm sorry. You, that happened in the fold? Yeah. That's what happened in the fold, Alina? I could see that turning into a big fight, and I yep. really cannot wait to see it. Also, Nikolai would definitely be like, he would say something flirty, and 
I could see Mal punching him in that moment. I being want like, that. oh, <laughs> so I wonder, like, it's, I, yeah, yeah. Either Mal's gonna punch him, or Mal will storm out, and then he'll say it, and then Alina will punch him. Yeah, I want Alina punching him, being a common occurrence. <laughs> That's valid. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I feel like that'd be great. I'd love to see Alina just pun- just consistently punching Nikolai. As much as I love him, I really want that for her. <laughs> um, do you think he's going to end up becoming king? Do you think I, he'll be able to take the throne from his brother? I kind of hope so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I hope... I could see him... He'd be very chaotic as a king, but better than any of the other royals we've seen so far. Yes. I also, I love the idea of Alina being a general. I, yeah, I could get down with that. Yeah, like, I know right away, as soon as she said it, she's like, oh no, I don't think, I'm like, she would be perfect for this. Yeah. I'm excited for everything that will come to Alina. Also, I, it's mentioned very, very casually when they're being filled in and all the things that have happened in Ravka, but, like, the the apparat starting a cult based around Alina. Yeah! Like, could you imagine someone be like, oh, by the way, he started a cult around you, and you're like, oh, gosh. I mean, I've kind of seen spoiler art. Okay. So, and I don't necessarily know what happens, but, like, I really... <laughs> I just, I really want to know what's going to happen with that and what's going to happen when she meets the apparat. Because she's going to end up having to meet him at one point. Yep. Especially now that she's back. It'll probably be in front of people and he'll be like, look, the saint. And she'll just, boom, like punch him right in the face or something like that. I so want that. But the other part of me is almost, I almost think that he'll be like, the saint. And then she'll just like, have to play along or like she's like forced to play along with it i could see that but i really want her to just haul off and punch him and like it would very much humanize her also yeah which would go it would be another step to like differentiate her from the darkling where the darkling very much plays into the he's this mythical all-seeing dude yeah um whereas she's like no i'm literally just a peasant orphan from karamzin stop it (laughs) i do i yeah i kind of hope I think we just really want to see her punch people more often. Yeah. I think that's just what we want from this. I also wanted to punch the Darkling. Oh, God. Just, like, catch him off guard and just punch him square in the jaw. I want that so bad. And I love the man. <laughs> we need to start a list of people we want Alina to punch. Um, just okay, so we want her to punch Nikolai. We want her to punch the Apparat. Honestly, I would have loved to see her punch... E- uh, Ivan before he died, but yeah. that kind of failed. Uh, I see her punch the Darkling. Is there anybody else that you want her to? Kind of want to see her punch Mal. <laughs> this is a weird one. The they t- the I forget her name right now, but the lady who ran their orphanage. I would love for her to turn yeah. off and for Alina just haul off and punch her. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see her punch Genya. Same. I kind of want to see that. I I I really want I really want Mel to get punched. I don't know why. Yeah, I but feel I like want him I really to want like, him what I want it to be, I don't want it to be like any sort of weird, like abusive thing, obviously. Yeah. But what I really want it to be, I really want it to be like a moment of him just being like really self doubty, 
really insecure and like they're in a fight or something and she's like you idiot punch i love you (laughs) or something really stupid like that like i don't want it to be like a hard punch but like i want it to be a good see i could see um with mal's fear him temporarily like wanting to be away from alina and like just running away and after a long period of time just showing up and then he shows up and is like hey and she just goes boom and like punches him like you left for like years like for like months or years or however long he's gone and he's just like hey <laughs> you left when i needed you the most yep and I, that's it, what i and want her just like boom i i want that so badly yeah um also the innkeeper at the very beginning i want him to randomly show up and just get punched <laughs> yeah yeah also can i just say this is a total like side note about novisa uh novizem yeah um this was the first time in any of the uh, Grisha-versed books that I've read, this is the first time where we actually, I've actually been inside, like, Novizem, so to speak, inside. Yeah. I read um, about Novizem, so that was really exciting for me, and I just, I really want to make it clear that I was really happy to finally see it, because uh, so far, I've, with Six of Crows, I've seen uh, Fjordia, Ravka, Shuhan, and Kirch. And so the only one that I hadn't seen was Novizem. I love how in this book, like, I get the first book was very much establishing Ravka culture. Yeah. I love how we get to see all the different, like, like, in the beginning we get to see, they talk about how their, she, Lee Bardugo beautifully introduces, like, this whole, I forget what the flower is, but it's, it's basically like a floral, like, tobacco kind of thing. Oh, that's like a whole like plot thing in uh Six of Crows too. Oh, that's so funny. having read Six of Crows, like the first Six of Crows, the first one, um and then going to this one and seeing how differently it's treated. Cause in Six of Crows it is treated wildly differently. Um and also a lot of the cultures, like between the different um countries are also treated a little bit differently. Zora has things to say about uh, the book as well. Yes, I agree. Thank you, Zora. <laughs> I don't know if any I, of you guys could hear that, but... <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> but I, I also love how they talk about um, how each country, like, the culture treats the different Grisha. It's a very brief moment of, like, everyone in the Grisha and, like, I also, like, because in the same conversation, just everyone's stories about how they ended up on the boat. Oh, yeah. And I just, it was so good. Yeah, no, I actually, that was another big thing with Six of Crows. Not, I'm going to try not to say any spoilers, but with Six of Crows, the main cast is a, a little bit more diverse than this one. No offense to Shadow and Crows, but it has... It has uh, characters from pretty much every one of the um, countries in here. And that's like a whole plot point uh, in Six of Crows is how all of the different countries treat Grisha. And two characters, everybody ships them because of this. And it's really funny and I really love it. Anyways, I'm going to try not to talk about Six of Crows for the rest of this (laughs) podcast. I'm really sorry, but I love that book. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that Lee Bardugo has done such a great job with everything that she's done, um, 
with this book in her world building. And I'm excited to read more of the Grishaverse outside yeah. of just Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone because I did just buy King of Scars and then there's also like Language of Thorns and uh one other one that she came out with for the Grishaverse. But I digress. I just love these books and Lee Bardugo owns uh my bookshelf now. So mm. <laughs> I speaking of world building, something else that I really, really liked as <clears throat> A world ring thing, also just like a character trait. Alina, um, you see it a few times in the book, she thinks very much like a map maker. Yeah. Which, like, I like that it because she was trained as a map maker, so it makes sense that it wouldn't just go away with her Grisha training. Yeah. It's just, she's built like that, and she just thinks like that. And then also, it's a really good plot point for um, describing, like, terrain and stuff. That she... It is. I, I love it. And I love, like, I also particularly loved when they were going through the, uh, the one really cold part of the ocean. What was it called? The Bone Road. Um, I really loved when they were going through the Bone Road and she recognized that it was the Bone Road and she recognized specifically the two islands, uh, Jelka and Vilki. And she was like, oh, I recognize these for my map building, map doing days. <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, those are those two islands. I'm like, that's incredible. I love that you recognize these right away. So, uh, yeah, let's just give a hand to Lee Bardugo for having great writing. I know. <laughs> I just, there are so many notes where I'm like, wow, this was just so beautifully. Like, the whole moment, like, all, okay, the whole time we see the, um, the sea whip mm-hmm. in the book, it's just, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like... So the whole scene where they're hunting it and, like, just the way, like, the description of, I, I know I have a note in there that says, um, I really want to hear the sound of it crying, but I also know that it would be very emotional. Yeah. I and, loved, um, I love that she also has such, like, great and, like, thoughtful and, like, fully thought out lore yes. with the saints and everything. And, like, it's not just, like lore like you would I feel like she really thought these out and where she like created these own stories for this lore um whereas with certain other books that we've read um (laughs) it was just kind of like this is the lore this is what happened exactly but this one it's thousands of years after this thing happened and it gives us like an actual like it changes the story because that's how it works and that's how it works in real life as well. And like she also has um to compare it to other things, she created the lore, but then she also has how different people react to the lore. Yeah. Like they call um the like the saint or the like the religion the, the religion of the saints, um, for peasants. Yeah. And I also loved how like I mean the stories that she created for them Mm -hmm. and while some of them are totally vastly just obviously children's fairy tales but she created those as well to go with the book i desperately want to read the lives of saints same (laughs) like i lee bardugo i would i would spend all of my money actually you know what i think it i think that i think it exists (gasps) i might go and buy that Hold on, let I me look this up. I want it. Let's see. Hello? Can you load? <laughs> oh my god, it does exist. 
time to spend all of my money on that. I am so excited. That's actually really exciting. Um, I'm glad that I remembered that. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, I'd like to mention that it also has... I'm guessing probably Ravkin writing on it that says The Lives of Saints. Ooh, I like that. So do I. I'm excited. <gasps> it even has pictures. I'm excited. BRB on my way to... Uh... <laughs> I would love to be buying it right now, but we are recording on my phone. I'm so. also very poor. Anyways. Mood. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think she did such a great job with lore building in this book as well. And I just, uh, I really love Lee Bardugo and I love her writing. <laughs> I know. Also, sorry, I just, this is very off topic other than just me loving the writing. I found a note that I want really want to talk about. So the whole scene with the, like, um, mutiny. Um, so, like, I love the, because there's a split second where I thought, where, so you know Genya's holding a gun, and then you hear that the Darkling's been shot. I thought Genya shot the Darkling, and I, I was so pumped. wish. And then I also wish. just, like, just kidding, it's the pirate. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But I totally thought she would boom and shot him, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. I, I wish. Also, I loved how he, like, back to Nikolai, because he's the only thing on my mind right now. I loved that every time he called, anybody called him a pri- pirate, he'd be like, privateer, excuse mm-hmm. you. I loved that. It reminds me very much of, um, this, as maybe reference to no one, I don't know how popular it is, but, so I've been recently watching through the Dimension 20 Fantasy High, like Dungeons and Dragons, their campaign. I love it. And there's a character, Fabian Seacaster, where his father is a pirate. Very much a pirate. Very clearly, like, eye patch, peg leg pirate. Anytime you call him a pirate, he'll, like, get right up in your face and go, I'm a privateer. With I his big piratey, like... love that. It's all like, I'm a privateer. It's so good. If you enjoy Dungeons & Dragons, by the way, absolutely check out their channel. I love it so much. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. Now that you bring that up, I am kind of surprised that he didn't look more like a pirate. But then it's again, he's a prince. It's because he's a prince. But it's then again, on that topic though, I mean, I feel like a really gaudy pirate and a prince don't really dress that differently. That's <laughs> true. He did wear very gaudy like jackets. I know. I was like, remembering <laughs> so, at first, I'm like, why is his coat so over the top? And then he's a prince. It's like, okay, that actually makes sense. I feel like, I don't know, my idea, I mean, obviously, like, there's the Pirates of the Caribbean, like, version of pirates, um, but I also love the idea that pirates, some pirates, like, pirate captains, which he is, Sturmond, uh, wearing just an overly extravagant jacket. If you kill someone who has a really fancy coat, might as well take it. I mean, yeah, I mean, what's stopping you? (laughs) Not the dead guy. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I also love that he's a prince and just has stolen so many boats. Um, yep. I, f- I, I love that as a prince, he just does not have any morals. <laughs> and I love that for him. I also love how he mentions that his parents 
don't like wouldn't like support him being a pirate, but they love Sturmhund. Yeah. And like he I also I love the idea of him doing like trade deals and things with his parents and them just not recognizing him. I <laughs> Okay, you know what I would love? I would love for him as Sturmhund to come, but he's he looks like his normal self, like Nikolai. And they see him frequently, but they just don't recognize him. That'd be such a vibe, honestly. That'd be, I mean, obviously, like, that's really sad. Yeah. That you don't recognize your own son. But also, that is incredibly funny. drunk idiots, though. So, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I also like that he's not like the rest of his family, because they're all drunk idiots. Yeah. I mean, he's not, I mean, he, he, well, he does say that he likes some liquor, yeah. But he doesn't like or, Kavas. Yeah. He likes some liquor. And he also mentioned the person pretending to be him at school drinks a lot. But I, f- I think that might be more to make him seem like the rest of the royal family. Because that's their expectation. Yeah. Yeah. That was also really funny. Because uh, that university is also talked about in uh, the second book of second uh, of Six of Crows that I started but never finished. Crooked Kingdom. Anyways, <laughs> I said I was going to try to stop talking about Six of Crows, but I can't. I love it so much. That's ah. all good. Let's see. Now I'm just flipping through. I have too many notes. I don't have enough. <laughs> and uh, they're all just me being in love with uh, Nikolai and Tamar, if I'm going to be totally honest. Valid. So, I... Oh, can we talk about the covers? Yes. The covers of all the books. It's the the it's, amplifiers. It's the amplifiers. I had a guess at the beginning of the book. I I made a note about it and I got really ex- I was very proud of myself when I as soon as they as soon as the darkling said that um they were hunting for a sea dragon I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's what it is. It's going to be all the amplifiers you see." See, I didn't realize that, and I wish I made a note when I did, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, I should make a note that here, since I'm just now realizing it, but I didn't. I didn't realize that it was all the amplifiers until, like, she mentioned the firebird, like, way after the, uh, <laughs> the sea whip was dead. I didn't realize this until way after she realized that there's a third one. I was like, Oh, it's the amplifiers. <laughs> like, I looked to the front of the book and I was like, you know, why is there, a, like, a snake on the front of the book? It's not a snake, it's the sea. <laughs> it's all good. So, I, earlier today when I was finishing reading, I realized when I was thinking about, um, so the name Shadow and Bone, it's literally Shadow is Darkling, Bone is the Bone Caller. Oh my god. Oh my god. That makes so much more sense. And now I'm really excited to learn Siege and Storm. I mean, Siege can be pirates. Yeah. But Storm, I'm excited to. I mean, we have like two thirds of the book to go through. I mean, I imagine Storm would. I, I have a feeling either Siege. Probably Siege has something to do with Nikolai. Yeah. I imagine. Um, I am kind of curious about what Storm... I have a feeling Storm will probably have something to do with another major battle with Nikolai and his uh, Tidemaker. That's true. Um, it could also have something to do with the Fold. 
I either way, I'm excited Ooh. to. F- it could also be like or a verb of them storming something. Oh, it's. Man. I'm excited to learn what. I'm it's excited be. to re- learn about ruin and rising and find out what yeah. that's gonna happen with that one. Um. Yeah, I. I did. F- I. I. No, I still kind of feel like an idiot for not realizing it was. <laughs> the sea whip and I didn't realize until like midnight last night while I was what like cram reading this I was like oh oh my god <laughs> um also just going back to Nikolai he has so many quotes that I just I need to like frame on a wall <laughs> what was one that I uh Here's one. Perfect night for tearing a hole in the universe. No? I loved that one. I loved my mother was an oyster and I'm the pearl. It <laughs> was amazing. I, also, okay, it was earlier in that scene where all of a sudden he's right behind me and goes, if you want to know something about me, just ask. I was like, ooh, I kind of, I, I like him with Alina in this moment. I loved that. <laughs> I was oh, like, God. oh goodness, that's, um, what was another, he had so many lines, I was like, wow, I just, all of these are so good. Oh, my other favorite one, which I mentioned to you earlier, was uh, when he was telling her about the client, and she just, like, immediately was assuming that it was a he, um, and he was all like, are you so sure it's a he? Maybe I'm delivering you to the fjord and queen. I I was like, wow, I love a king who loves equality. <laughs> um, And then my other favorite was... Um, he was with the Darkling, uh, Darkling Mal, or Darkling Mal, Alina, and whatnot, but, um, Mal crosses his arms and considers the privateer. I can't decide if you're crazy or stupid. And then he replies, I have so many good qualities. It can be hard to choose. And I'm like, I that, that, line. that was when I wrote, I am in love. <laughs> Mood. He's such a cheeky butt and see, i know we talked about it earlier just the line about like siring airs with alina just i was like oh yeah that's that was so cheeky but you know what that was so funny and his he really reminds me of claude from fire emblem which is the other voice okay so we were also talking about this earlier about what his voice would sound like because i am currently obsessed with Nikolai, and i'm not sorry about it. Um, so we both agreed that we do think that he probably has a British voice. British accent. Yeah, that's, well, that's one of the options. Yeah, that's one that we both agreed on, at yeah. least. <laughs> um, and I said it was something along the lines of, like, the sorting hat, but not sorting hat E. But that kind of British accent? I don't know what kind of British accent that is, because I know there's a bunch of dialects. But the other one was very specifically Claude uh, Von Regan's voice actor, Joe Zyga. That's the other voice that I have for I him, it. and I keep on going back and forth. See, I... There were two originally. Now there's a third one. Ooh. Uh, that I didn't tell you about before. So the British accent that I was hearing was very specifically um, from Once Upon a Time, the TV show, um, Captain Hook. His accent is one that I was very much picturing. It could also be just the, the similar personality, and they're both pirates. 
probably. probably it. I mean, but that's why also, I thought Claude from Just very Fire suave. But I could also see him having a Spanish accent. Yes. I like, I could just, I very much could just picture him just being very, like, I don't know. It, it seemed very right with his voice. But then also, going back to Dimension 20, um, the character is talking about whose father um, calls himself a privateer, Fabian Seacaster, has this very posh accent and that's the voice that I towards the, um, the end of this because he's also his parents are very rich and he's this rich uppity kid who's also the son of a pirate Good. and I'm like oh my gosh I haven't known here I'm like oh my they're literally like the same kid not quite but, but I'm like it's similar I could see them having similar like character characteristics and like character growth plots yeah and I, I like it I feel like we can all agree here on this one scheming like boys in in media be it video games books tv shows or whatnot boys who are very schemy but very funny at the same time are usually some of the best characters yeah (laughs) and i think it needs to be used more often (laughs) um yeah i don't know if there's anything else that i've got besides i just i'm in love with nikolai that's that's entirely he's valid. taken he might have he's taken top spot from uh the darkling good i sorry. don't like the darkling i'd I'm say sorry. it's like nikolai sorry but i have to keep the darkling in second spot and then tamar tamar will probably grow as we get to uh meet her more and interact with her more but she's absolutely my type and i do love her <laughs> that might be all for me too i'm looking at all of my notes all the ones i marked off that i wanted to talk about i already did so oh they mentioned very briefly when while we're on the whaler with the darkling bagra yeah i want like i am so scared for her yeah i want to okay the look in his face i feel like She's not dead. Like, I feel like he definitely did something to hurt her. Yeah. And, like, she's probably, like, in some kind of imprisonment and, like, not in a good place. But I feel like he probably couldn't bring himself to kill her. Which is... I really hope. (laughs) Because then she can escape. But also, it's really sad that she's going through crap. Yeah. I really, really hope that she is okay. Me too. Because... She was a great character. And I'm also really excited to watch the show because I love the actress that they chose for her and I think that was a perfect fit. Uh, which, by the way, if we didn't tell you already, uh, we're finally going to watch the show because we yeah. still haven't watched it and it came out like a week ago. I'm so excited. I am so unbelievably, undeniably excited to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think... That's everything I want to talk about. That's everything I've got. All right. I want to make it clear, Nikolai, if you're watching this, listening to this, I love you. So, any thoughts on Siege and Storm so far? Agree with us? Disagree? Let us know on our Instagram, T plus underscore, or T underscore plus underscore good books, and on our Twitter, T plus good book. Our next epi- in our next episode, we will be continuing Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo from chapter 10 to the end of chapter 17. And don't forget, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes about Shadow and Bone, please check them out. They are episodes 3 through 6. I'm Morgan. And I'm Emma. And, and that's, that's the tea! tea. <laughs>